car fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway on August 20th. Make plans now to be part of the action by visiting www.raceway.com and bomberito.com. The big week is here. It's time for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway as the speed and thrills of the NTT IndyCar Series comes to the greater St. Louis area. It's two days packed with near nonstop action beginning this Friday and continuing into Saturday, culminating with the big race. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, a 1.25-mile oval located on the banks of the Mississippi River in Madison, Illinois. The race starts Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and will be televised on USA Network. But for those in the Midwest who want to see one of the most anticipated and exciting races of the season, the track is located off some of the major interstates in the Midwest, including Interstate 70, I-55, and I-64. All these roads and more lead through St. Louis, where another jam-packed crowd is expected for the final NTT IndyCar Series race on an oval this season. Our first guest is Worldwide Technology Raceway Executive Vice President and General Manager Chris Blair, who gives race fans an idea of what to expect this weekend in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, including plenty of surprises and entertainment options. Here's my exclusive interview with Chris Blair for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, is Worldwide Technology Raceway Executive Vice President and General Manager Chris Blair. Chris, it's here. It's race week for the IndyCar Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway, and I'm sure it's got to be not only a very busy time for you, but an exciting time also. Oh yeah, you know, have, having you know, grown up a diehard indie fan, uh, for me this is it's kind of like Christmas coming a few months early. Uh, yeah, I, I just love this event, love this series, and people associated with it. So uh, getting to host them here, it's kind of you know the, one of the reasons I'm in this business is just because the, the happiness and the thrill I get when we turn these cars loose on this track. So uh, yeah, we're we're very excited about the race. And in the past, we've had cars from the Bomberito Automotive Group 
on the track uh, when some of the pre-race parades and taking some VIPs around the area. But this year, you're going to have a Bomberito Automotive Group car in the race. It's going to be driven by Kyle Kirkwood, the number 14 Chevrolet at AJ Foyt Racing. How exciting is it to have a car sponsored by uh, Jonathan Bomberito and the Bomberito Automotive Group in the race? Well, you know, the cool part about this is, you know, John uh, and, and his general manager, Chuck, they had never done anything at all in racing until they did a program with us. I believe it was in 2014 when uh, you know, Chuck came out here for our NHRA race and uh, got at the motorhome site and was hosting a few friends. And he loved it. And we, you know, we struck up a friendship. And, you know, from there, it's just grown. It started out with them uh, you know, doing the NHRA program here at this track and then, uh, uh, hopping on board the uh, the first uh, IndyCar race, and they've been with us ever since. And then you know, the little things that they've done with Jordan Anderson over on NASCAR side uh, earlier this year, Bomarito uh, sponsored uh, the, the number 43 of Eric Jones in the NASCAR Cup race, and now he's on the number 14 of you know of AJ Foyt racing. And I was just telling John a little earlier today, we were talking about that. I said, did you ever believe that when this whole journey started? that the Bomberito brand would be associated with both Richard Petty and A.J. Foyt and the iconic numbers of 43 and 14 in the same year. And, uh, you know, John, he told me, he says, you know, he said, we owe this all to you guys because you really opened our eyes to uh, the importance of racing, the sport of racing, and the business of racing. And he said, it works for us and what we're trying to do. So, uh, you know, just hearing that from him and knowing that, you know, the things that we've worked on are, are really growing this brand and, you know, being tied to so many legendary names in racing, it makes it, it's very special for all of us. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about seeing that happen. What has the reaction been like so far with race fans in the greater St. Louis area? Oh, everybody that I'm talking to, we, you know, we've had the practice going on at the racetrack and a lot of our fans are coming out for that. The enthusiasm is still as high as ever, uh, for IndyCar here at, at this race and, uh, at this track. And, you know, now this year, the silver crown series and, uh, uh, they're running on Friday night, and now uh, Indy Lights returning, and I love what Levi Jones is doing with uh, Indy Lights uh, and growing that program. Uh, and our fans recognize that too, so a lot of people are really excited. Uh, there's a high level of enthusiasm, and now we're in that window on the forecast, and the weather forecast looks fantastic. Highs of 83, uh, getting down into the 60s in the evening. Uh, it should be perfect weather, perfect conditions for uh, a road trip to St. Louis to see some great racing. And we've talked about it on previous shows that St. Louis is centrally located to many of the great hotbeds of IndyCar racing, whether they're up in Iowa or whether they're over in Indianapolis. All roads lead through the St. Louis area. Many of them go by your facility there right off of the interstate. I imagine if you ever did a survey of how many million people a day drive past your track, it would be a staggering number. Oh, it is. And that's one of the things, Illinois South Tourism, they're well aware of, uh, of some of those numbers and you know, just the sheer volumes that go by. The number of people I know that uh, when they, you know, I get texts from people all the time or I'll see them post something on social media that, to let us know they drove by because they're coming from California to go to Indiana Sprint Week or just something crazy like that. We get a lot of that, uh, uh, a lot of that recognition and us being so close to the arch, it really, uh, People would know that if, if you're near the arch, you're near Worldwide Technology Raceway, and that, that's really great. And, 
you know, that, that location, it's very convenient for the Midwest race fans. And that's one of the things you know, we're really emphasizing. We're uh, cutting some new commercials this week, really playing up on the fact that this is the last chance for fans in the Midwest to see the IndyCar series. We're also really pushing the fact that this is the last oval race of the year. And, uh, you know, for years, uh, there was a kind of a gap in racing uh, leading up to our race. There was always, you know, the Iowa event in July and then, you know, Pocono a few weeks later, but there was kind of a, a lull. And now, you know, we've got Iowa leading into Indianapolis, leading into Nashville. So again, there's a lot of races that lead right up to our event. So we're, you know, we're having to fight for every uh, ticket buyer we can get. But, you know, we still like to remind everybody that, you know, this is the last shot to see them here in the Midwest. So, you know, it's time for that final road trip, that last shot for the season. And, you know, what better place to come see it than here at this racetrack? Because the racing here is unlike anything you're going to see anywhere else. And also you have another driver that could be a contender for a very good finish, if maybe not even be a contender for a victory based off of what he did at the high V IndyCar doubleheader weekend up in Iowa in July. It's a name that a lot of people are familiar with, not necessarily driving IndyCars though. And that's seven time NASCAR cup series champion, Jimmy Johnson scored his career high IndyCar finish of fifth in the high V salute to farmers 300 at Iowa speedway on July 24th, just having a driver with the, stature of jimmy johnson driving in an indy car on an oval in your race how big will that be oh it's really important for the folks here because you know jimmy coming up he didn't stick around a long time in the uh what was then the bush series uh, i think he only ran here once or twice i think his last race here was in 2001 so the fans in st louis have never had the opportunity to see jimmy johnson race uh especially with, unless they were here for one of those events so uh, that's very important because it's such a synonymous name, a legendary driver. Uh, we were really pushing that. And, you know, when he ran well at Texas uh, earlier this year, I said, well, it's great to see that Jimmy's a contender. This is, you know, I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, I think it's good for the sport, you know, for IndyCar to see, you know, that name uh, rising up. And so I was optimistic after Texas. And then after seeing what happened there with him in Iowa, then I got really excited. And that's when we started changing a lot of our advertising to the fact that, you know, you could see history in the making here because Jimmy's coming in with a legitimate chance to win. And uh, you know, what what better place to do it than right here at this racetrack on an oval and in front of a Midwest crowd that loves the guy. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of great opportunities there. And it could be a storybook ending uh, for this season to see him pull that off. So, uh, there's a lot of us that are cheering for it. You know, we have to remain neutral, but man, I I just know what the, uh, media impressions would look like if Jimmy got a win here. It'd be pretty fantastic. (laughs) Another driver who's a teammate for Jimmy Johnson scored a big victory in the big machine music city grand prix on the streets of Nashville. And that's of course the legendary Scott Dixon. He now has 53 career victories, which makes him second by himself on the all-time victory list. AJ Foyt's the all-time leader with 67, but to have a driver like Scott Dixon, a former winner at Worldwide Technology Raceway in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, to have him come into your race so close after this historic victory that he achieved the race before at uh, Nashville. How important is that? Well, it is. And, you know, that's like you mentioned, Scott came in and did uh, some, a media tour for us. Some, you know, it was last year that he came in, did a fantastic job, really connected with a lot of these race fans. And a lot of people here really love the guy. Uh, plus, you know, his sponsors, uh, 
PNC Bank. They've got a good presence here in St. Louis, so they're always doing some activations around him. And you know, he took that win here in 2020, the year we did the doubleheader. He won the Bomberito Classic on Saturday, and then Joseph won on Sunday. But you know, Scott is always a contender here. He always looks good. And, uh, you know, I'll often say that he doesn't really get enough credit for what he's accomplished because the guy is just phenomenal with all the championships and the wins. Uh, you know, you're getting a chance to see a true racing legend uh, who's still at the top of his game. Uh, and he, this is one of the tracks that just kind of works for him. Well, I think every racetrack works for Scott. He's always a contender everywhere he goes. But, you know, if Scott was to pull off a win here, it'd be a popular one also. And uh, yeah, that, that win last week was strong. I think, uh, you know, he can just keep building on that legacy with a good run here. And also last week's race ended up a little bit looking like the end of an NASCAR race when you had three-time <laughs> Bomarito Automotive Group 500 winner Joseph Newgarden basically putting Roman Grosjean into the wall at the end of the race. And then his post-race interview afterwards was, you know, pretty NASCAR-like when he said, hey, welcome to IndyCar racing. It's tight. <laughs> to have a little bit of a feud like that going into one of your races, I'm sure every promoter isn't going to argue with having that happen. And the only thing I can say is thank you, Joseph, because this sport Everybody's too damn nice. That's just the way I look at it. And we need a little bit of drama and we need some storylines and something we can get out there and promote with these drivers hey, and some, uh, some rivalries, especially of that magnitude. Uh, I'm all for it. And you know, I've always said that we need to be showcasing the drama that goes in uh, behind the wheel and the intensity. And, you know, Joseph, uh, you know, he, he did some squeezing on a teammate here in that first race uh, that he won back in uh, 2017 when he squeezed uh, Simon a little bit to take the lead, which ultimately decided the championship. And that's what we need. We need to see these guys not necessarily crashing one another, but we need these guys to be telling us what they really think so that we can show the emotion and the intensity. Um, that's one of the things I always loved about Will Power. Will's not afraid to let it hang out there a little bit every once in a while. And that's what we need to be promoting. And you know, a lot of people like to sweep this stuff under the rug and make everybody too vanilla. Uh, after Joseph did that the other day, uh, our crew got together and we actually, coming off of turn two, we now have the, the, smack, the wall of smack is what we call it. So we've got all these quotes where people are doing smack talk and, uh, all kinds of interesting things, and we're going to be debuting that on social media leading up to the race. But, hey, let's let's tell everybody what the intensity level is like. and You know, let's crank this up to 11, and let's quit hiding the emotion of IndyCar because i tell you what, uh, A.J. Foyt never hit his emotions, and, and Mario never hit his emotions back in the heydays of the sport. And we need to be cranking these personalities up. And, uh, you know, if no one else is going to do it, then it's going to end up having to be the promoters that are going to do it. So. I decided, hey, let's have some fun with this. Let's uh, play upon it and uh, maybe even make a little more out of it than it actually is. If that's what it takes for us to get more people excited about this sport and get more people buying tickets, then that's what we've got to do. And, you know, we've got to, we have a lot to compete with. Uh, you know, you take a look at what happens in some of those other series. You kind of mentioned it earlier, kind of like the end of a NASCAR race. But, hey, it gets people talking all week. And I want our IndyCar fans and to be talking about racing until the next race. Uh, you always be looking ahead. And if we got to throw a little gas on the fire, we're going to throw a little gas on the fire. Also, how much does a soap opera like we're seeing play out right now with Alex Palou, Chip Ganassi Racing, and McLaren, <laughs> especially Zach Brown, how much does that help create the interest level in another way 
that a lot of fans probably haven't seen uh, very often, and that's a big contract dispute. Well, what I love about this is that the contract disputes actually started in IndyCar before they started in Formula One. So Formula One's copy of uh, IndyCar on this one, I believe, and uh, this contract dispute stuff. But I think it's fantastic uh, to see this. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand the business behind the behind racing, and uh, uh, you know, the the talented drivers being sought after. That's great for business. It's great for the sport, and. Uh, uh, you know, if we can get some team rivalries growing, going up and uh, getting generated, you know, from what it looks like, it looks like uh, Zach's stirring up stuff on uh, a couple of different series, which is pretty fantastic. And, uh, you know, I think it's good for it. It's great. Uh, it's you, you have to go to social media to see what's happening each day because some of the stuff is happening so quick and people denying stuff and uh, putting out releases. Uh, I mean, I've never had as much fun in this, uh, you know, on just driver contracts. I've never seen anything like this before. So it's fun and it's exciting. And what amazes me is when I was reading, I think it was just today, where they said that the first time that Chip had talked to Alex was when they were on the podium this past week. So, I mean, how does that even happen? How do you, you know, function that way? So, I mean, this is, uh, you know, it truly is. It's almost like a soap opera and it's great. The top seven in IndyCar championship points are separated by 59 points uh, from the leader, Will Power, who has 450 points, all the way down to seventh place, Pato Award, with 391. That's going to make your race one of the key races in determining who's going to be fighting it out for the championship when the season ends up with two races on the West coast, beginning with Portland and finishing with Monterey. So in a lot of ways, the championship could be determined in a lot of ways or the makeup of the championship at worldwide technology raceway. Yeah. And that's one of the things about it here on this oval track is it's one of the few times where the guys actually you know, have the opportunity to get near one another. You know, a lot of times on these street races, the road races, uh, uh, road courses, uh, you know, they get strung out, and it's hard for a guy to even get close to another, uh, you know, one of their rivals. So, you know, usually in one of these oval races, there's going to be a time when they're racing together in some capacity. And that adds quite a bit of drama to this, especially if it's, uh, you know, some of these uh, tensions that may have uh, uh, arisen from another race. But, you know, well, the one thing I love about this, Bruce, and I don't think people talk about this enough, we've got seven guys contending for a championship and it's all based on season points. There's no reset button. There's no you know playoff or anything like that. This just goes to show you the, the parody here in IndyCar where a guy who's currently seventh has a chance in the last three races and could win the championship. And that, if that doesn't say something to you about the quality of racing and the parody in the sport, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, but it's fantastic. I'm glad to see that it's tradition. And, you know, yeah, every once in a while there might be a year where a guy, you know, captures it early um, in that last race. But you almost see it every year where the, the last races, there are still multiple contenders. And to see seven, this with, with only three races to go, that just shows you everything that, that Jay's doing over there, Jay Fry, uh, everything that Roger and his team are doing. Uh, it's all laying the groundwork for some incredible racing. And also the top two at the standings, two legendary drivers, Will Power right now, like I said, he has 450 points, only six points back 
is Scott Dixon, the six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion who could tie A.J. Foyt this year with a seventh IndyCar Series championship. This is really a dramatic battle among legends. You know, it really is. And, uh, uh, you know, both of them are, are they've cemented their, their position in racing history. But, man, to, you know, all, after all these years, to see these guys coming down and contend, and, but, but the other people that are right there close behind them, uh, I mean, it's a toss-up. I, I would hate to have to predict or, or bet on who my choice would be to win this thing. So, the, you know, there's just it, it's absolutely incredible. It really is. And to see these names year after year after year, I mean, uh, Scott Dixon, he's like the Iron Man. He just keeps coming back. And you, know, you think he's having a bad year, and he comes back and he contends for a championship. So, you know, it's great to see everything that's going on here, and it's really uh, exciting racing here in 2022. And only 22 points back is the winner of the 106 Indianapolis 500 this year, Marcus Erickson. He keeps answering the critics every race. He goes out there and does well, and he's still out there slugging it away for a championship. And in a lot of ways, people talk about IndyCar drivers going over to Formula One one day. Here's an example of how deep the talent was in Formula One that Erickson has come over here and has won an Indianapolis 500 and could win an IndyCar Series championship. Yeah, and that's just, again, it shows the, the quality. And I was really surprised in seeing just how consistent he's been this year. Um, you know, I never really thought of, of Marcus as being a mobile track contender, but he's proven that he is. And just shows you the overall uh, level of talent there. And the funny thing is, is, the great thing about IndyCar, too, is one week when I'm talking to some media folks and talking about the point standings and the leader, you know, last week I was talking about Marcus Erickson. Now this week he's in third place. You know, that just shows you how quick the, the tide changes on all this. So that's pretty exciting to see. And, uh, uh, again, it just you never know what's going to happen. And like we said, race day is here. It's race week for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 Worldwide Technology Raceway. Chris, if you could just tell our listeners a little bit more about if they want to attend, uh, you know, what type of ticket options and packages you still have available. Well, we just, because we sold out of all of our hospitality, all of our party suites, we did add an additional opportunity if anybody wants to buy a premium and experience. Uh, we've added on to our Turn 4 Club, so there's a limited number of tickets available there, uh, which people can go to wwtraceway.com to purchase tickets. Uh, you know, in addition to that, we do have paddock pass upgrades, lots of great uh, seating opportunities, multiple price levels. Uh, you just, you know, call, contact our office staff. Uh, uh, we're 618-215-8888. Uh, Taylor is there answering the phones. Uh, but, you know, we if you go to www.raceway.com, it gives you the full list. There's great options. Friday's going to be a spectacular show. Um, you know, we've I don't know if it's officially gone out yet, but I proved it a little while ago after some conversations with Jay Fry. Uh, we are going to do a little mix-up on the schedule for Friday where we'll have practice, then qualifying, and then we're going to come back uh, after the experiment they tried in Texas earlier this year where they did uh, multiple groove tests. We're going to have a 30-minute upper groove session and then an all-out uh, uh, test session before we go into the Silver Crown race so that everybody will be back out again and just be flat out in race mode. People can... Uh, uh, you know, see the cars at their best performance, peak performance. That's going to take place on Friday leading into the Silver Crown race. And then coming back on uh, Saturday with uh, the uh, vintage Indy cars, Pro 2000, Indy Lights, 
and then the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Now, we are earlier this year than what we have been in the past. Uh, to accommodate the TV window, we're starting at 5.30. On, uh, the green flag will be at 5.30 on Saturday. So a lot of the fans who live in the outlying areas, well, even if it's Indianapolis, you know, the race should be over with around 7.45, and that's still plenty of time to hop in the car. We've got the uh, Illinois State Police working with us to get everybody out quick again. And you can be home and in your own bed relatively easy. So, uh, you know, it's a great day for a road trip. Weather forecast is fantastic, and we've got got your tickets. And uh, just give us a call or go online, and uh, we'll be sure to hook you up. It's always one of the highlights of the IndyCar season, the trip to Worldwide Technology Raceway for the Bomberito Automotive Group 500. Chris Blair, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, thank you for all your help. Good luck this weekend, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. All right, Bruce. It's finally here, so let's have some fun this week, okay? Sounds good. Our next guest is A.J. Foyt Racing rookie driver Kyle Kirkwood, driver of the number 14 Bomberito Automotive Group Chevrolet in this weekend's race. Kirkwood has been impressive at times during his first full season in the NTT IndyCar Series and looks forward to being the hometown hero this weekend because of his local sponsorship. Here is my exclusive interview with Kirkwood for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, is the driver of the Bomberito Automotive Group Chevrolet for AJ Foyt Racing. It's Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle, I'm sure this is big news for you to be able to be sponsored by Jonathan Bomberito and his staff at uh, the Bomberito Automotive Group for the hometown race. Yeah, it sure it is. Uh, you know, I've known John Bomarito and, and his kids for quite some time now, and they've done so many good things for St. Louis and for IndyCar as well. Um, I mean, they've been involved with, with a lot of the races, not only just the Bomarito 500. So um, it'll be super nice to wear their colors for the weekend, and I'm looking forward to hopefully putting on a good show for the whole Bomberito crowd that's going to be out there as well as representing their brand on the side of the car for that race and hopefully putting it up front for them as there will be a ton of fans for them watching. How does it feel to give the St. Louis fans a team to really rally and get behind? You know, it, it's going to be really cool, you know, because I've never had a primary sponsor for an event be on my car, you know. Um, I think the only one that really has is, is either Ganassi or Penske. So, um, I mean, it's common for the Penske guys to have it, but, or, or maybe a couple for NTT with, with, um, with Ganassi, but for me, it's, um, it's all new. So it's going to be cool to have kind of the whole Bomberito automotive group rally around me and support me out there. And, you know, um, this is one of the best tracks for AJ Foy racing and, in the past few years, they, they've been pretty solid around the, the gateway, the gateway oval. It's, it's a very unique track in the sense that it's two vastly different corners. I think Iowa, both the corners are, are somewhat similar, but we go there and three, four is a very low, um, a low grade corner. And then you go down into one, two, and it's um, pretty high banking and, and much tighter. So it's, uh, you're trying to set up the car for, for both ends of the track. And I think it, AJ Foy and his team do uh, do an awesome job doing so. So 
I'm looking forward to it. We had a great test um, just yesterday, actually, and we're we're gonna have a lot of fun at that event since previously they've done so well, and um, it's a track that I love as well. And also, it's an oval race, the last race of the 2022 season that'll be held on an oval. So in some ways, you got to really be looking forward to that because you've done pretty well on the ovals and A.J. Foyt Racing is known for its oval racing in the past. Uh, When you put those two together, how confident are you about the uh, big race on August 20th? You know, I've tended to do better on ovals this year than than I think um, what is expected from me. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. this IndyCar, man, it's it's built for oval racing, I think. And um, I've grown up racing street courses and road courses, but this car is just built for oval racing, and it's so much fun to drive around these short ovals, especially. I mean, as well as Indianapolis and Texas, but um, there's just a sense of speed that you get when you're going on the short ovals. So I'm really looking forward to this last one. I think this is the best oval for AJ Foyt Racing. So hopefully we uh, we get that that um, deserved position that that i think um that aj foy's been been meaning to get for some time now so um which i think um based on our testing should should easily be in the top 10 range and how soon did this uh entire deal come together with the bomberito automotive group um you know i think it's it's been in the past uh past few weeks um that's that's really a question to ask larry he's the one that's put it all together with uh with john bomberito um, I didn't really have much to do with it, but once I heard that they were coming on board, I was super excited because it's obviously the primary sponsor for the event. So it will get a lot of media attention. It's going to put a lot of attention on our number 14, AJ four racing car. And it's just a great group of people. So it's, um, I, it's obviously a lot easier to work with sponsors that are, that are just great people. And that's exactly what the Bomberito family is. And I know that from the test, there was a lot of activity that went on there, not only on the track, but they also had a golf tournament for some of the people uh, th- that support the race. And it really seems that the great thing about Worldwide Technology Raceway and Chris Blair and owner Curtis Francois is they really go all in for promotion of their events. And that's very important for IndyCar. How do you sense that as a driver? It's it's cool to see what they do for for IndyCar. You know, it's not it's not only for the Bomberito brand. They're also pushing pushing IndyCar because they love the sport, I believe. And man, I, when I was I was out at the track the other day and doing commercial shoots and everything like that, they're pushing everything that they have to make sure that people show up for this event. And it's going to be a great event. They always have a fantastic hospitality just outside of Turn Four, where they bring a lot of their um, close friends and family as, as well as some of their vendors and, and whatnot and customers out to that hospitality unit. And, um, it's, they just do so much for, for the sport in general, you know? And, and like I said earlier, it's not, it's not only just for this one event. Um, they're, they're out supporting every single event. So it's, uh, definitely good to have people like the Bomberito uh, automotive group with us. Um, not only for this race, but the entire year. And also a new addition of the schedule is going to be a 30-minute session where drivers are going to run the high line around that track, similar to what they did at Texas Motor Speedway back in March. How excited are you for that to be able to lay another lane of racing onto that 1.25-mile oval and have all the drivers go up there and run that line, similar to what we saw back at Texas Motor Speedway in March? 
I, th- I think it's going to help um, somewhat. It's not going to be a drastic difference because as people is the, the low line, just the nature of the track, the geometry of the track track is going to, you're going to want to run that low line in an Indy car. And I mean, that's just the best radius to take the corner. So it's us going out there and rubbering in kind of a high line is going to help for restarts and starts. But as soon as everyone kind of cycles in and starts running that low line, the marbles are going to start forming um, just outside that low line. So that's kind of, to me, I think uh, after 20, 30 laps, it's no longer going to be usable. Um, but it is, it is a good thing because it's going to create racing for some period of time. And if we have cautions and on restarts or even the start, you're going to see close to racing due to people rubbering in that high line. Now, I know the way your schedule uh, was presented this year, you know, you were a product of Andretti Autosport through Indy Lights and through some of the other ladder series. Uh, I know that at one point you could have been an Andretti driver. Uh, they ended up choosing a different driver in the number 29, and Colton Herta ended up not going to Formula One, which would have brought both you and Devlin DeFrancesco over to the team at the same time. But now you're going to be driving for Andretti Autosport next year, so you really only have three races left with A.J. Foyt Racing. But in a lot of ways, I imagine it's going to be a little bittersweet because I'm sure you formed a pretty good bond with the guys on the team and with Larry Foyt in particular. Yeah, you know, it's, it is it is definitely bittersweet because I want to do well for this team, and I feel like we haven't gotten the performances that the team really deserves. And I've never wanted something more in my life than to win for this team with AJ4 Racing. I just think that would be so cool. Um, and we haven't gotten that chance yet, so I'm pushing as much as I can to hopefully get this this number 14 car back up front um, because, I mean, that's that's honestly what they deserve, and I've grown a great relationship with the team, with Larry, um, with the engineers, w- with my crew. It's it's really a family atmosphere, and that just stems from kind of what the team is about. You know, it's, it's a family atmosphere because AJ Foyt has been involved with racing for so long, and everyone that's been involved, that is involved with that team has been around for a long time. And um, you feel it when you, when you join the team. It's not just individuals that kind of just show up uh, year to year, which you see with, with some teams. And it's kind of just like a group of family that you, that you are involved in. And, and um, it's, it's been really cool to experience that with them this year. And I hope these last three races are great. So we can uh, kind of prove what, what uh, we've shown this year. And do you cherish those moments when you get to sit down and talk to AJ and just talk about anything? Because the guy does have some great stories to tell. Man, he's got amazing stories, absolutely amazing stories. And, um, it's, and I've said said this multiple times, but I mean, the, the amount of passion that he has for our sport at 87 years old, after he's been in it for since what, 1958, um, it's just incredible. I mean, you don't, you don't see anything like that in our sport for how much passion he has and how many races he still goes to and how much he wants to see the team do well is, um, is so cool. So, um, it's been awesome being with them this year, and, and I'm really going to cherish all the moments that I've had with them. Is it almost like having a conversation with one of the faces on Mount Rushmore? That, that's kind of exactly what it's like. You know, I think AJ Foyt um, is is the best to do it in IndyCar. So to be aligned with, with him and with Larry and their entire group has, has been around forever. I mean, there's a lot of faces that people don't know with the team um, that have actually been there 
the entire time with AJ and with Larry and the, the entire team um, down there in Houston and up in Indianapolis. So it's um, it's been cool to be a part of their program. That's that's no doubt. And by comparison, you've come up through the ranks with Andretti Autosport. You're going to return to Andretti Autosport as an IndyCar driver next year. So you'll get a chance. You've had chances in your career to talk to Mario Andretti, another Mount Rushmore type figure. And what's your relationship been like with him? Because he's also a guy that's got some really great stories. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. it's very similar. Uh, I mean, they were in the same era, right? And Mario is just a... He's he's such a down to earth guy. Um, you can any fan can go up and start talking to him about something, and he'll tell stories. And um, he he absolutely loves it. So I'd say they're they're very similar in the sense that um, how much kind of nostalgia there is with them. And um, I mean it's it's great being part of either one of the organizations because they're they're the two kind of ones that have been around for the longest period of time, right? With the name Andretti and the name Foyt um, are the two, I think, biggest in, in IndyCar. And obviously, they're two very different animals in the sense that Andretti is a much bigger organization and and Foyt is is, uh, is a smaller organization, but they're more, more so like a family, I, I believe, um, just the fact that it is a smaller organization. So it's um, they're, they're two different animals, but I mean, I love I love both the teams. So um, and both AJ Foy and, and Mario Andretti are great people. So I've, I've never had anything negative to say about either one of them. And when you look ahead to next year, it's pretty obvious that Andretti Autosports is in the midst of a youth movement. Uh, Colton Hurd is very young. You're young. Uh, Devlin's young. Uh, the oldest guy there is Roman Grosjean. Uh, so what's it going to be like to kind of be this? The entire team has transformed over the last year or two because before it was all you could rattle off the names of the drivers every year because they they were consistent with Ryan Hunter Ray and people like that but now this is a transition time so how exciting is it for you to be part of that transition you know it's a transition for the entire sport right um whether whether it's IndyCar sports cars or F1 whatever it is there's a lot of new names that are filling in and um I'm proud to be one of them right going going into IndyCar with with uh with AJ Foyt this year and then moving on with Andretti next year and obviously there's a there's a few young drivers on the roster for Andretti Autosport next year and um I mean I think uh I think it's the it's the right time I'll be I'll be turning 24 so I'm not definitely not the youngest on the grid Colton's actually younger than me I believe and and so is Devlin and um so it's not a I don't think it's it's kind of necessarily a big youth movement but in in some sense people are cycling out and new drivers are cycling in and like i said i'm proud to be one, one of those drivers cycling in and you mentioned earlier the test on august 11th how did that go and uh, what type of race do you think we'll see in the bomberito automotive group 500 um you know it's it's gonna be i believe it's gonna be similar to last year um it's gonna be a lot of what happens in qualifying and what happened strategy wise, because it, it was pretty hard to pass there, even, even on old tires, um, which is unlike, I would say, I would say Iowa. Um, once, once you see people start falling off on Iowa, there's two or three lanes start to form as, as we saw, um, about a month ago. And, and, um, gateway is a much faster, smoother track and 
like I said before, the geometry is, tends to like that low line. And to vary outside of that is pretty tough. It kind of takes someone making a mistake to make a pass happen, which is very similar to Indianapolis. Um, I believe Indianapolis and Gateway are very similar in, in, in the racing sense that you have to be up front to really make passes happen. And you got to wait for, if, if you're not up front to make passes happen, you got to wait for people to make mistakes by trying to get something that maybe is not obtainable. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of uh, the way I think the race is going to go. Whoever is qualifying up front is most likely going to stay up front. And whoever does something smart on strategy cycles up front, they're, they're probably going to stay up front as well. And it's going to be hard to get past lap traffic. unlike some of the overall rules that we go to. Um, but it's, it's also a track that I love because it's, um, I've had a lot of success, success there and it's just, it's just a fun track to drive, to be honest. And what are some of the other things you like to do when you're in the St. Louis area? Eat barbecue. That is for sure. There, there's awesome food in St. Louis and I've gone to, ton, gone to a ton of restaurants around there and gone to a baseball game once before it's um it's a good city definitely to, to visit if you, if you like food and baseball that's those are the two things that are great about about that city have you had the toasted ravioli uh toasted ravioli i have not but i will put that on my list of things to do when i go there yes. here in a few days it is definitely one of the uh signature items in st louis it's basically ravioli that's that's been toasted it comes out crispy and served with the marinara sauce so by all means i would recommend it there's plenty of great italian restaurants in the area to find it at that sounds that sounds super unhealthy and i love it (laughs) and uh but when when you think about the fan reaction the place is packed you know there you have a great fireworks show on the parade lap or the pace lap of all things and then after the race they have another great fireworks show and they've got party decks and party areas and things all over it really is a festive atmosphere and how does do the drivers get a chance to feel that festiveness when they're out there competing you you know in, in my lower categories i have but i would say when you're in an indy car your entire focus is what's going on during the race and leading up to the race, what you need to do. And then after the race, after 260 laps, you're dead. So I would say probably not just, just from the sheer focus and everything that goes into the race, you don't get to see all the festivities. And that was very similar at the, at the Iowa event. Um, They had many musicians come out and Hy-Vee did an awesome job facilitating everything for everyone and us drivers didn't really get a chance to, to experience any of that. So it's, it's very, it's going to be very similar to that. But, um, like you said, Bomberito automotive group does an awesome job, um, putting on this event, making it a very festive, um, event in general. And, um, like you said, there's party decks before the race and fireworks. And after the race, there's the same thing. I, I saw people, I think, uh, last year staying there till past midnight. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely a fun event for anyone to come out to. And the whole combination of everything involved really does make it one of the most uh, anticipated and exciting races of the season. That, yeah, that's right. Because it's, we're getting close to the end here and a lot is on the line, you know, um, for, for us, it's kind of leader circle money, which is very important for AJ Foy racing. And, 
for the front guys, it's um, you're, we're coming down to the last couple of races. This this race can mean everything, and on ovals, everyone knows it's pretty easy to have a very small hiccup that costs you a ton of points and a ruined car. Um, that's just the that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to ovals. So um, everyone's kind of on their toes, but they're also pushing to to get as much points as possible in these closing stages. Keep an eye on this kid in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 or Worldwide Technology Raceway because he'll be driving the Bomberito Automotive Group number 14 Chevrolet for AJ Foyt Racing. Kyle Kirkwood, good luck in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. No worries. Thank you so much, Bruce. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or... For household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Our next guest is John Bomberito, president of the Bomberito Automotive Group. It's the largest Chevrolet dealership in Missouri and one of the largest automotive groups in the Midwest. In addition to being a successful businessman, Bomarito is an avid race fan, and along with Worldwide Technology Raceway owner Curtis Francois, helped bring the 1.25-mile oval a second life in 2016 after it had been shut down for a few years. Together, the two worked with IndyCar president Jay Fry in 2016 and were able to get WWTR back on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule beginning in 2017. It has become one of the highlights of the season as large crowds come to watch the IndyCars in an always entertaining short oval race. Here is my exclusive interview with John Bomarito 
for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 or Worldwide Technology Raceway, is the man himself, the president of the Bomberito Automotive Group, John Bomberito. Mr. Bomberito, thank you for joining us today. I know it's a very busy time because race week for the IndyCar Series at your track is here. Yes, sir, Bruce. It's an honor and pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I know that there's been a lot of work that's gone into uh, not only this year's race, but all the races that you've had since you brought the IndyCar Series back in 2017. What was it about the IndyCar Series that made you decide that that would be a great fit for Worldwide Technology Raceway and for your company, which is Missouri's largest uh, automotive network? Well, and Bruce here, first off, it's, you know, Curtis Francois, who's absolutely been a you know, just dynamic, instrumental in this whole process of bringing world-class racing back to the St. Louis region has got me involved into the racetrack. And the more I learned about racing and, you know, the whole process and how loyal the fans were, and, you know, the more I looked at them, I'm thinking, gosh, these are such loyal, loyal fans. These are all my car customers as well. And, you know, how in the world can I bring back to our community, something, you know, the community has always been really so good to our company. We're a 51-year-old company. So I'm thinking in my mind, you know, with Curtis and myself, how do we bring back world-class racing to Worldwide Technology Raceway? And, of course, you know, first we had NHRA, then we had the truck series. And when IndyCar was looking to make some moves within the schedule, you know, we were constantly, Curtis was constantly talking to him and, you know, he got the opportunity and got the honor and, and he came to me and said, you know, John, this is something really, really special. And, you know, my VP Chuck Wallace and I jumped on it right away and said, look, we, we want to be the sponsor. We want to be the lead. We want to bring world-class racing back to the community that's been so good to us. And it, boy, it was just a, such a perfect fit. And, um, you know, Bruce, if you, if you look at things, if you can put your brand next to such an iconic brand like the IndyCar series, um, there's nothing like it. I mean, that's that's just straight up. I mean, that when I when we saw that opportunity, we jumped at it. When you look at Worldwide Technology Raceway and the number of interstates and the, the fact that there are major interstates, that all roads in a lot of ways go through St. Louis, uh, how many million people a day do you think drive by that place, see the signage, and see this racetrack sitting off uh, off the interstate? It's a great location for people coming from all parts of the Midwest. Well, and here you got it exactly right, Bruce. There's so many different ways to get to this raceway. And, you know, IndyCar was very, very smart. Um, they knew that the Midwest was hungering for another racetrack. Of course, you have the Indy 500. Uh, you know, the largest outdoor event in the country, um, you know, they knew that there was a hunger still there and a passion. And so did Curtis Francois. And when Curtis and those two got together, you know, sure enough, the opportunity presented itself. And what you see now is around 40,000 plus attend the race. Then you have millions more watching on TV, of course, and from 30 different countries. So what a, what a, better way to spotlight your own city and i mean it's it's pretty amazing and the coverage of you know, of indycar is phenomenal i mean you know if you can't be at the race all you got to do is tune in and see some very very unbelievable up close and personal coverage 
And in a lot of ways, you're more than just a sponsor at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I would say that you're probably a partner. And what? <laughs> how would you describe that relationship that you have between your company and Worldwide Technology Raceway? Well, in here, there's really three big guys that are really the catalyst. Of course, Curtis was our mentor and our leader. And then you've got Dave Stewart and his family, Dave Jr., very, very instrumental and involved in myself and the Bomberdale family. So there's three of us that really are, have a strategic partnership that really is concerned about our own hometown. How, you know, we've got some really great sports enthusiasts in our town. We are a, a really strong sports town. You know, you've got the Cardinals, you've got the Blues, you know, we just, we just got an MLS team. So it was so important for us to change that dynamic and, and, and really make sure that the spotlight was on that St. Louis, Illinois region that, Hey, look, we are a place to see world-class racing, you know, come to our town, experience everything about us. And you know what, you're going to leave with some memories of a lifetime. And, and we really have achieved that. And this IndyCar race is just one of the examples. And how valuable has it been to the Bomberito Automotive Group? Well, I can tell you this, Bruce. Again, when you can put your brand next to an iconic brand like IndyCar, it's the credibility there and through the purchasing experience. I've taken my footprint from not only the St. Louis marketplace regionally and then across the U.S. I mean, I am selling cars with the help of the Internet, of course. That's helped. Um, you know, COVID, people got even more comfortable with buying online. And now my footprint has just absolutely exploded into all 52 states. And that's what's really cool. People have no problem purchasing a car and, you know, they feel good. They know the credibility of the Bomberdale brand of 51 years. And then you team up with IndyCar. We've also done a lot of stuff with NASCAR. And, you know, hence you've got a customer base that you've tapped into um, that's a very well-heeled customer base that's car enthusiast and really likes to support the brand that support their IndyCar series. How much uh, would you say that the e-commerce side of your business has been helped by having, you know, the name, the Bomberito name get out there on television, uh, connected with IndyCar and connected with the track? Well, here I've measured it very closely and it's about a 20% lift of my online business. And then I look at where I'm putting vehicles, right? Not only in the St. Louis market, but how many states I'm putting vehicles in. And then, of course, you know, all you have to do is get involved in the conversations because all that stuff's tracked online with your CRM and your base. And, and you find out that they've seen, recognized the name on TV through IndyCar, or they've been to the race. <laughs> many of them been to the race. Um, it's absolutely amazing. My, my VP and I and a couple of us and, you know, of course, our family, we travel to different races um, across the, uh, you know, IndyCar circuit. And you'd be surprised how many people are wearing the Bomberdale 500 shirts, come up to us and say, thank you for bringing IndyCar back to the St. Louis market. And that race is on our calendar. And that race is one we don't want to miss. It's such an exciting oval. And also, I'm sure you're able to track uh, how many purchases or buyers that you get from Indianapolis. It's a short drive over three, four <laughs> hours from Indy to, to get to your track. Have you seen uh, car sales increase yes. in the state of Indiana? Yes, and I've seen a lot of good car sales there. I've got a lot of good friends that are, you know, are, are car dealers there too. So, you know, but we've done, uh, you know, we've done on, on a lot of immense amount of business there. Of course, when I'm driving through town, I see a lot of bomber license plates too. So, you know, <laughs> you do know it's working. <laughs> and also, back in the beginning, how big a role did IndyCar president Jay Fry have in getting everything together? I know he was one of the major proponents in returning IndyCar racing to the track that uh, is just outside of St. Louis. Uh, how important of a role did he play in this? 
Well, I can tell you this. Without Jay Fry and, of course, Mark Miles, this would have never happened. Jay Fry is a, is a St. Louis boy. Is a St. Louis boy. Um, he went to Mizzou, in fact. He went to the local college here, <laughs> and he knows he knows Missouri, he knows St. Louis, and he knew how important it was for to bring IndyCar back to this establishment and back to Worldwide Technology Raceway. So I'm very, very grateful to Jay Fry and, of course, Mark Miles. And another person that we have to bring into the conversation is uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager Chris Blair. In a lot of ways, uh, since Eddie Gossage has retired at Texas Motor Speedway, uh, Chris seems to be the guy that has come up with some of the flamboyant uh, and exciting ways to promote the races out there. I know that, you know, from the explosions that you have on the parade lap and the pyrotechnics and the fireworks, I know that his mind is always working. And in fact, he was uh, telling me in a previous interview just how excited he was to see Joseph Newgarden and Roman Grosjean get into a tangle at Nashville a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, because now he's going to have a wall of smack that uh, he's going to help promote between those two drivers. So what is it about Chris Blair and his flair for promotion that is another major asset for this event? Well, again, Chris has been there since the inception. And again, you know, you always want to team up with people. I have an executive VP, Chuck Wallace. Him and Chris Blair work hand-in-hand to make sure everything executes properly around the Bomber to 500. They have since the start. Um, He's absolutely amazing. But you have to remember, you know, Chris came from that Vegas Motor Speedway, right? So, you know, in Vegas, they do things big. So, you know, he brought some of that Vegas flair back that he learned. And uh, from day one, he's absolutely been amazing. Um, He, (laughs) you know, every time, like, we bring him to all these different events and his knowledge of racing and his knowledge of the execution of how a fan experience should be done is phenomenal. And uh, every time he speaks about it, every time he talks about it, I learn from Chris. And uh, in fact, I got a chance to thank him and Curtis yesterday for that same thing. And uh, what is your background in racing? When did you first become interested in it? Uh, Bruce, it's really interesting. Probably around that 2016, 2015, when we start, started sponsoring NHR at the racetrack, you know, of course, with Curtis's help. And then I got into it with Jordan Anderson when he in the NASCAR truck series. Um, and Jordan and I recently partnered up also when we run the Xfinity series. We started partnering up in 2022. So I got to meet a lot of drivers around the track and that 2014, 2015 range. And then I got interested in NASCAR. And then of course, when IndyCar came to town and I got a chance to one sponsor the race and two really be involved in the planning and the execution of the race. And I got to meet the teams and the drivers. I got more and more and more interested and looked at it and said, you know what, this is something I really want to be more and more involved in and uh, shoot every weekend. uh, You know, my, my girlfriend and I and my family, we travel to various tracks and we're actually racing in NASCAR series. And then when we're not doing that, we're uh, visiting an IndyCar series and making sure, you know, and checking out the experience there (laughs) and learning is basically what we do. What are some of the things that uh, surprised you about IndyCar, about its drivers, about the show? Um, What surprises me is the youth um, and how young these drivers are. And, you know, the one one, you have to be in phenomenal shape to drive an IndyCar. People don't quite realize that. Um, and, you know, how on edge they are and how they really deal with 
being on edge at 200 miles an hour. Um, it, it really does amaze me. Um, some of these drivers and how young they are to, uh, you know, and still be able to do that and really jump in that car and stay focused. Um, you know, of course, some of the ones that are more, um, uh, you know, a little bit older in age and a little bit more refined and they've, and they're used to it. Um, they still amaze me <laughs> at the age that they're driving at and, and, and don't have that fear factor. Um, Cause it's, it's something that, you know, I know I couldn't do. And also how are ticket sales trending? Uh, I know that a lot of the suite sales and some of the party decks and all that, the demand was so great. They've had to increase, uh, you know, add more. How's it look for uh, the crowd coming up uh, on race day? I think this is going to be one of the best crowds ever uh, on the sixth annual one. I really do. I can tell the way it's trending. It's about 15 to 20% up in trend on the general admission tickets. All of the suite spaces are sold out already. We've had to add some suite spaces in turn four. Um, so I know this is going to be one of the best, best attended races that we've ever had. And are there any other surprises and additions that the fans can see the, this year when they come out to the track? Well, there's one good surprise we just announced last week, and that is the number 14 A.J. Foyt Bomberto Chevrolet, driven by Kyle Kirkwood, will make its debut in the iconic uh, number 14 uh, flat black colors and the uh, white and black and red Dorn Bomberito Automotive Group colors. And, um, you know, this is the first time that we've done that. We're excited to team up with, of course, Super Tex and the AJ Foyt Racing and the whole squad. We got a chance to meet all them at testing. And uh, we're really looking for a great, uh, great run on that Saturday with Kyle Kirkwood and the AJ Foyt team. Well, in pre-race, there's always been Bomberito cars on the track during pre-race. Now you'll actually have a Bomberito car on the track in the race. So that's got to be a big thrill for you. Yeah, that's a big thrill for us, you know, because here you got to remember the friends, family, and we have over a thousand team members at Bomberito. They will all be out in droves at this race rooting for that number 14 Bomberito Chevrolet. You know, we're Chevy dealers. Uh, you know, we're 20 franchises deep, so we're Chevy proud and, uh, we're glad to adorn and team up with AJ Fart Racing. And finally, wrapping up here with just three races to go in the championship, seven drivers are really in the thick of the battle. Uh, you've got two great veterans, legends, actually. Will Power leading the points by six points over the 53-time IndyCar race-winning driver, six-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. I mean, it's a real battle of big names with youth. You've got Marcus Erickson, this year's Indy 500 winner, back in third. When you look at it, this is going to really set up who's going to win the championship in the or fight for the championship in the final two races after your race is over on August 20th. So how important of a race do you see your race being? Also, it's the last oval of the season, as we all know, a lot can happen on an oval that can dramatically change the outcome of a points race. Well, and here, and I, I've, I've been around these three drivers and they are all just absolutely phenomenal drivers and they are going to be running hard and gunning hard. Um, if you go back and look at this particular race, um, it does springboard right into the finals a lot. And, and right now it's really neck and neck, very, very, very tight. Um, you know, I do, I do see, you know, Joseph, Joseph Newgarden's going to be a threat as well. I mean, he, this is his favorite track. He's won multiple times here. So, you know, he's going to be a threat. Um, you know, these, <laughs> the top three, you can't, you can't imagine what's going to happen at this race, but it's a very, very, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult race for them. 
And it's a track where there's a lot of, you know, there's lots of opportunities to pass, but, you know, there's also a lot of opportunities to get into trouble. So you really have to wait, plan it accordingly, and be calculated. And uh, the best of the best is going to be out there. And, uh, you know, like I said, you want to make sure you see it. Well, not only do you have those top three, you've got Joseph Newgarden fourth, and, hey, Alex Pillow is fifth. He's had a little bit of a tumultuous season in terms of uh, his contract situation with team owner Chip Ganassi, whether he's going to be driving for Ganassi next year or for McLaren in 2023. I mean, here's a guy who hasn't let this controversy get to him. No, no. Like I said, I'm very impressed by the youth. I'm very impressed by the whole series, the number of drivers and the way they handle themselves. And what's really cool about IndyCar, and and Bruce, you know this, is, you know, they're very approachable. They love fans. Um, They don't mind when they mill around in the garage. You know, when they got time, they'll talk to them. And it really, really um, makes a difference in the fan experience. And people leave the Bomber to 500 going, boy, that's super cool. I got to be up close and personal with these guys. And, you know, they don't mind stopping for a picture, signing for an autograph. And they always take the time that it meets, you know, to to, to create that fan base. And uh, I've really been impressed by it. Um, and, And it's across all of the drivers. You know, no matter who they are, they always seem to stop for a fan. And that's really cool. And when you think of bringing world-class events to the St. Louis area, just look at the uh, nationalities of the top uh, seven drivers. You've got Will Power from Australia, Scott Dixon from New Zealand, Marcus Erickson from Sweden, Joseph Newgarden from the United States, Alex Plows from Spain, Scott McLaughlin's from New Zealand, Pato Award is from Mexico, and that's basically covering a lot of different countries on a lot of different continents. And how important is that to have these type of athletes with this type of international appeal in the St. Louis area? Well, here, think about how that translates, Bruce. It's just like we talked about before. All of that fan base in their hometowns are tuning in and watching their favorite driver. I know I watch my favorite drivers, you know, in NASCAR. I watch my favorite athletes play football on the weekend. I track them. So think about what's happening for our great city here in St. Louis. All that fan base is getting a chance to see and spotlight our great city, and that's what it's really all about. And they're getting to see their favorite driver in one of the best races of the season, Worldwide Technology Raceway, mile and a quarter oval with some huge and exciting racing. And I know there's still a few tickets left for next week. Uh, and also, uh, if somebody would like to buy a car from you, what's the best way that some of our listeners can do that? It's really simple. And, uh, and again, you know, like I said, if you can't be there at the race, um, you know, you want to tune in. It's on USA this time. It's about a five o'clock CST start on Saturday. And if you, of course, if you need a car, uh, it's bombrito.com. Very simple. Log on to bombrito.com. Click a couple of tabs, uh, see what you like, and then, uh, you know, send us a little note, and we'll make it so easy and seamless for you. All right. Well, that's uh, straight from the man himself, uh, Jonathan Bomarito, the president of the Bomarito Automotive Group. Good luck next week, and thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomarito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Bruce, I really appreciate the time, and again, I look forward to seeing everybody out at Worldwide Technology Raceway for this year's Bomberdale Automotive Group 500. In our Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway Spotlight, our guest is A.J. Foyt Racing President Larry Foyt. 
the son of racing legend A.J. Foyt, Larry Foyt and his team will campaign the number 14 Bomberito Automotive Group Chevrolet that will be driven by rookie driver Kyle Kirkwood in Saturday night's race. Here is my exclusive interview with Foyt for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, is A.J. Foyt Racing President Larry Foyt. Larry, big news, uh, your number 14 Chevrolet, driven by Kyle Kirkwood, is going to be sponsored by the Bomberito Automotive Group in the race. I'm sure that's uh, exciting news for you, and a lot of the fans in the greater St. Louis area can now have a hometown car to cheer for. Well, it's great. You know, obviously, uh, our issue with our primary sponsor earlier this year has put us in a tough spot this season, so just great to connect with the Bomberito group, and like you say, uh, awesome to see what they've been doing promoting IndyCar, uh, especially around the St. Louis area, and just awesome to have them on the car. I think it's definitely gives us a little uh, home field advantage. And also the fact that they're one of the largest Chevrolet dealerships in Missouri, and you're a Chevrolet team, it really kind of helps the cause out a little bit. Chevy's dealers are out there helping their teams, and in a lot of ways, when a Chevy wins an IndyCar race, it helps the dealers a little bit. No, it, it's really, it is great. And, um, you know, when we did, the, when we started talking, I wanted to learn more about them. You know, I went to their website and read John's story, and uh, just awesome his accomplishments and how he's grown that business. And um, no, we're we're just really happy to be with them and want to put on a good show for them uh, in their hometown. The thing about uh, John Bomarito and also Curtis Francois, the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway, and Chris Blair, the general manager at Worldwide Technology Raceways, these guys understand racing. They also understand promotion. And to get involved with a group like that, how important is that to A.J. Foyt Racing? Well, it's just, it's great. <clears throat> you know, I went back to their website, and there's our car right on the front of the website. So that's, uh, that's cool to see. But, no, like you say, there's just a lot of excitement um, around them. We were there testing recently, and, uh, you know, John was walking around, and, uh, I didn't get to go to the test. I had some other business stuff, but they said they, they had some people around already, you know, coming around the team and being involved and our guys were fired up about it. So it, it, it's really great. And like I say, they, they've been great for IndyCar and uh, just great to be a little bit a part of it. And uh, I just want to go and have a really good race. It's, it's such a competitive racetrack. Um, we've put on some really good races there. Just really excited for the whole deal. When you look at that track, it puts on a pretty good racing, uh, very good racing as a matter of fact, but they also have a promotional flair. The fans come out, the grandstands are packed, uh, they have fireworks before the race, fireworks after the race, a lot of different entertainment things going on. It's a very busy weekend, so in your mind, is it definitely one of the highlights of the season? It is certainly uh, one of the more competitive races we go to. You know, that track is so fast for our cars. And, and like all ovals, I think, in Indy cars, it can be, it, it can be challenging to pass. You've got to really have, uh, have a driver that's willing to maybe try that high line and, and venture up and, and make some moves. So it creates a lot of excitement there. Um, qualifying is very important. The guys really hang it out for qualifying. And, um, no, the, the whole, the whole race, they've been draw, drawing great crowds. I, I think it's fun having a night race and it starts about five o'clock. So it's kind of 
early evening, but it just adds something to it. And, uh, you know, it, it's just been a, it's been great that, to be on the schedule and I hope we put on another good show because the, the last few toward the end of the race, it's been a, been a great show. With the IndyCar field having an international flair to it, but the hotbed of the fans is the Midwest or the United States. And to be able to have another race in the Midwest, that's a couple hour drive from Indianapolis not very far from Kansas City, pretty close to Chicago. Like I say, all roads lead through St. Louis, so it's a really easy race for race fans to get to. How important is that? Well, St. Louis is such a cool sports town. I mean, obviously, such uh, a lot of sporting history there. And uh, But like you say, we do get a lot of the heart of our fans that really follow IndyCar. It's not too far for them to go. They're, uh, they're able to come down and see another race and a good oval race. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to be around the fans that actually do follow the sport and actually really know. Uh, they've, they've got favorite drivers they like to cheer for, and you see them wearing the merchandise. So it's, uh, it's, just, it's great to, to be on our calendar to go kind of back and keep another race in the Midwest, uh, really where the heart of the fans are. How long did it take to put the deal together with the Bomberito Automotive Group? <laughs> well, it, it happened pretty quickly. Um, you know, I had some other friends that, that they do, that they work with, and they reached out to me because um, they really did want to have a, a car, I think, in the race. And uh, they were looking at, I think, doing a, a one-off with another team, but just getting just couldn't come together. So uh, the, the stars crossed perfectly for me. It was just a couple phone calls and, uh, I was on the phone with their people and we just, uh, kind of shook hands and put the deal together. And that's, uh, you like working with people like that, that you can just trust and, and do a handshake deal with, because, uh, that's just the way we're, we're kind of old school. Our team, I think people know that uh, with AJ and, and just the way we operate. So, uh, nice to be able to just, uh, get a trust for somebody and just do the deal, uh, that quickly. And it almost seems fitting when you think of A.J. Foyt Racing that one of the races that they're going to hold on Friday night, in fact, the the big show for Friday night is going to be the USAC Silver Crown cars. I know you've spent a lot of time around Silver Crown racing in your career. A.J. certainly has. So how cool is that to have them at the track the same weekend as IndyCar? I mean, yeah, it's great. Those are awesome cars to watch. Those drivers put on a good show. So. It's going to be a fun weekend. You know, we, uh, I'm sure a lot of my guys are going to want to try to hopefully get out and be able to watch the Silver Crown cars run. So it's, uh, it's just, it's going to be a great weekend for the fans and uh, hopefully the good, the weather holds off for us and it's just going to be a great one. Switching uh, gears to your driver, Kyle Kirkwood, rookie. He's been very impressive so far this season. Actually, he says uh, one of the things that surprised him is he's done better on the ovals probably than he has on street and road courses, even though he comes from a street and road course background. So when you look at that, how would you assess Kyle's rookie season with AJ Foyt racing? Well, he's definitely shown a lot of speed. Um, you know, we've had uh, really a, a lot of races where I thought we were going to have great results. I mean, unfortunately as a rookie, sometimes you're going to have to, incidents to uh, like you say on the ovals, Texas, we were, really fast, um, had a, had a crash there. Then we went to Iowa. He, he did good in the first race, really learned, uh, was figuring it out late in the race. We were looking for a, on the double header, the second race, hoping for a good one, but, um, had an accident in that one. And so, uh, you know, look, Kyle is obviously quick. Um, he's got a good opportunity going to Andretti next year and, 
and he's got a super bright future ahead of him. Uh, he's going to, he's going to win a lot of races and I think championships. So no doubt about that. Um, just, uh, you know, just had a bit of a rookie season, which you're going to have. We've just had some incidents and not always his fault, but I think that's part of being a rookie. You got to learn when to, when to show a little more patience, when to try to go for it. And, and he's figuring all that out, but it's been great working with him. We've had, we've had a lot of fun with him and, and he's uh, definitely been fun to have him get the car up front some and, and, uh, not done three races to go. And we just want to try to finish it off with solid results. You brought up an interesting point that he'll be going to Andretti Autosport next year. So was it difficult to have a driver on the team that you knew you were going to have to hand off back to Andretti at the end of this season? Well, sure. I mean, we didn't know it right at the beginning. We knew it was a big possibility, but we were obviously interested in seeing if it was going to work out with us, if uh, there was a way to keep him for a little while. But, um, yeah, he's, you know, he, he's whole, his whole road to, to Indy has been through Andretti and, and we knew that there was, uh, that was going to probably happen. So, um, it is, it is tough. It's not easy because you want to be working on your future, but he's, uh, he's still giving us 110% and that's all we asked. And, um, but yeah, we're, we're working on our stuff for next year. We've got some exciting stuff coming on. Can't really talk about it yet because it's, uh, just all getting buttoned up, but, um, that's just part of it and um yeah hate uh we, we've had fun with him but um he, he'll be moving on so we've, we're working on also uh what we're doing next year and how close do you believe aj Foyt racing is to returning to prominence and being a very competitive team again well it's it's a tough series uh, you know it's the toughest i've probably ever seen it in all the years i've been around so um we've had some challenges thrown at us you know you we we had the, the same primary sponsor for 16 years with ABC Supply. So um, when they decided to, well, when kind of we all decided that it had run its course and they were going to not be a full primary all the time, obviously they're still with us at Indianapolis with J.R. Hildebrand. But, um, it, you know, that just became a challenge of uh, securing the funding. And we thought we had that with Rocket, but with um, Rocket defaulting this year, it's just put us in a very difficult situation. Um, so you just have to kind of, you kind of have to tighten up and, and get a bit of survival mode. But at the same time with Bomberito coming on board, that helps. And we've got some really good stuff going for next year. So um, you hate to say it's just, we're, we're rebooting, but we've just, we've been up against it with just some bad luck on the, on the commercial side, but we're getting that sorted out. And then now it's just trying to, uh, who are our drivers going to be for the future and how do we try to, create a little bit of consistency. So we just don't have different drivers all the time. So that's a big thing we're working on. Um, we'll be announcing some stuff soon. We've got, uh, some multi-year deal happening, which is, is huge for us. It gives us that stability where we can try to work on some consistency and get that, uh, that competitiveness where it needs to be, but it's so tough. But just last week, I mean, we showed at, at Nashville, we were, in the top five um, majority of the time and, and shows that, uh, you know, when we, when we put it all together, we can be up there with them, but it's just a tough series that all the, even the big teams can have up and down weekends right now, because it's just so darn competitive. It, it's great to see. It sure makes it interesting. You just don't know who's going to win week in, week out. And do you have a timetable for when some of these announcements are going to be made? Yeah, I'd say here in a couple of weeks, we'll probably start putting those out. Um, you know, we've had just great partners, the, the Sexton Sexton properties out of Indianapolis that really stepped up to help us 
get through this year and they want us to win. And, you know, everybody wants to see the 14 car back up front um, while AJ still going to races and can be there. So um, that's a big goal is to, to get, to get really aggressive with, with getting that competition side back where it needs to be. And also, I remember speaking with you earlier in the year about one of the challenges of all racing uh, series this year has been the lack of quality uh, crew members. It seems that there's uh, been a shortage of that in addition to a supply chain shortage. Have you been able to uh, keep pace with that? Has that improved any? It is a huge challenge. I mean, not only in our industry, I think we feel it uh, across the country. I think you see it in a lot of, a lot of industries, but, um, just getting, uh, getting people with experience and, and IndyCar is, uh, it's not an easy job. These mechanics and engineers, uh, are on the road a lot. They're away from their families. We, we, we travel a lot. Um, and it's just, it's long days, you know, a lot of times, you're up at 5 a.m. And, and you don't get to the hotel till 8, 8 p.m. So these guys work really hard and uh, they deserve every bit that the teams can pay them. But um, we definitely could use more. I've seen a good influx of youth coming in, which is great. We've, we've had um, a lot of inquiries and resumes and have hired some young guys, but also, um, and, and that's wonderful and that's what we need. But uh, you also need the the veterans to to train them to to train them properly because you know we're we're strapping people into these 200 mile an hour race cars and you can't you got to try to you got to have everything you know perfect so it's um it is a challenge um, and, and t- teams are seeming to grow you got big companies coming in like McLaren um, adding cars and so it's um. You know, but it, it is a challenge in our industry right now, for sure. Um, but but I am excited to see a lot of young guys wanting to do this, um, young men and women, um, seeing a, a lot more women in the paddock, which is awesome. And, um, you know, we we were uh, – it was great working with Tatiana Calderon this year. We're, we're still trying to put some stuff together to get her back in the series because she was really learning IndyCar and doing a great job. So – uh, man, just uh, it's it's challenging in this country for a lot of people right now, and um, we'll all get through it and and keep working towards um, towards getting it back where it needs to be. And you mentioned what a great town St. Louis is. I know that you just said there's some long days at the track, but what are some of the things that you like to do when you're in that town? Yeah, I mean, recently I, I kind of come in and out so quick. I'm at the track most of the day, so. Um, I remember coming to St. Louis and racing in ASA and getting to go over and, and check out the stadium and that whole area and, uh, and go to a ball game. And that was a lot of fun. So, um, unfortunately I get so busy now at the track. I don't have time to go do some of the fun things, but I, I do. Uh, that, that was a really fun area to go, uh, go to the stadium, watch it, watch the ball game and have a cold beer. I, I wish I could do that again. One of these days. Well, keep an eye on the number 14 car because it'll be the hometown car in the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. A.J. Foyt Racing President Larry Foyt, good luck in the race, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Hey, thank you much, Bruce, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a good show, so I hope we get a a great turnout and uh, cheer for the 14 Bomberito car. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy presented by the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. 
We want to thank our guest, Worldwide Technology Raceway Executive Vice President and General Manager Chris Blair, AJ Foyt Racing Driver Kyle Kirkwood, President of the Bomarito Automotive Group John Bomarito, and AJ Foyt Racing President Larry Foyt for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests helped make Pit Pass Indy presented by the Bomarito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And we especially want to thank our partners, the Bomarito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Make plans now to see one of the biggest and best IndyCar races of the season on Saturday, August 20th. For more information, go to www.traceway.com and bomberito.com. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!